0: warning what you're about to hear may contain mature language adult situations and depictions of graphic violence listener discretion is advised
1: are you reading blood meridian
0: uh yeah i might pick it up yeah I've read yeah, wrote... the, the Wikipedia page about it like at least five times, and I'm like, maybe it's time to start. I have I broke down. I needed some cables, and so I broke down and uh, made an Amazon account because mm. there was the only – like I needed like varying sizes, like one foot and three foot, yeah. like Ethernet cables, and, uh, man, you can't get those sizes like fucking anywhere except for Amazon. Yeah. Even like Home Depot and like Best Buy, they're like 15 foot Kate. I'm like, I don't need that shit. I need a small, reasonably sized cable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I need to, maybe I should buy a book to go with this shit. And so that was one of the ones that popped up. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've liked all the books of his I read except, uh, there's one I read called Outer Outer Dark, which was I thought was just okay.
0: I have the, or at least I had. I'm not sure if I still have it, but I had the Crossing.
1: Never read that one. I've never read any because like, that's like the whole like that's in the same trilogy as all the Pretty Horses, right? Yeah, I've never read any of those.
0: It's pretty bland. Yeah, actually, it's like his PG mm-hmm. era, and
1: I've it's seen... a lot of
0: people just like walking around, like riding horses and chatting occasionally and like getting really tired and looking for water. It's like really just like meandering, but I have the, yeah, no country and the road. I've read
1: the road like four times. The road's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think That that might've been actually the first book of his. I read.
0: What about, uh, what's that one child of God?
1: Oh, I've read that. Yeah. Yeah. You read that? No. Ooh. book that is now that's a fucked up book. Yeah. It's like, it's a plotless book about a guy uh, murdering women and having sex with their corpses.
0: That's wild to me. Like, when you look at, like, Cormac McCarthy's, like, body of work, especially his, like, first handful of books, it's, like, mm-hmm. real rough stuff. And yet, yeah. it's somehow it catapulted him to <laughs> super yeah. startup.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, like, arguably even more screwed up than, like, most like mainstream horror authors right like oh, Stephen yeah. king and whatever like it's
1: kind of wild yeah when i started re- like when i like start like i read the way like you know the p- synopsis like oh like mentally like stunted backwards guy like sets out on his own in the w- woods you know and blah, blah 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 and erupts in violence i was like okay cool and i started reading i was like What the fuck? Like, this is literally just, like, about a necrophilic murderer. What are you
0: doing, Cormac? Well, I'm glad your vacation went well. It did, yeah. Uh, You didn't run into any backwoods cannibals? None of the hills had eyes?
1: Oh, no, I did, but they were pretty cool.
0: (laughs) They just invited you in? They are like, hey, we like your hat. Yes. Did you wear your hat?
1: I didn't wear a hat.
0: You didn't? Don't you have like no. a? You have like a cool hat. You have a cowboy hat, yeah. Can you keep the sun out of your eyes.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna wear. It. I don't wear it. I don't wear it for fun. Oh, it's like just to have it's a cowboy. For work hat. only.
0: Yeah. Hear rustling, uh, steer, and what have it's you.
1: Like, you don't want to be like a, a dingus wearing a cowboy hat just out and about. Right. With no purpose. You look like a fool.
0: That's one of my favorite scenes from No Country. Is when Llewellyn goes to buy boots, mm-hmm. and he, then he goes back and he's like, "I need more boots, but this time I've been shot." <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene in the in the book is actually a lot weirder too, because like he knocks on the door like before they're open. And the guy just lets him in, and he's like, hey, I need some stuff. He's like, okay, we're not open yet, but just have free reign of the store, you bloody guy in a hospital gown. Yeah. Like, when in reality, it's like if a guy a guy covered in blood in a hospital gown is pounding on your door before you're open, you're just like, no. Yeah. Go away.
0: It was a different time, a
1: different place. I guess so.
0: People were softer. I guess. More gentle-like. It was
1: mid-'80s, right?
0: Yeah, something like that. It's funny that uh this is the Trash Heap podcast by the way where we're out to prove once and for all there are no garbage movies, only garbage opinions. We're giving these discarded gems a second chance.
1: But I don't even know what we're talking about today, Keith.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Well, I've been uh I've been thinking about all these things, right? Like reading the Blood Meridian Wikipedia page and I got to thinking after the last episode where we talked about Life Force, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It got me thinking about vampires and Uh vampire movies and vampire lore and vampire history and also vampire future. So I wanted to talk about vampires because I started watching more vampire movies and I was like, I thought I didn't like vampires very much, but it turns out, I do like a lot of vampire movies and I imagine you're the same way where you're like, eh, vampires are fine. But if you like really start to dig, you're like, Oh, I like a quite a few of these vampire movies.
1: Oh no. See, I'm not, I'm, I am like straight up. Yes. I like vampire movies. Really? Yes. Now I think, uh, I think maybe where that feeling comes from is vampire burnout and vampire burnout of a specific kind. Like, I'm a sad vampire and I'm just so sad that I have to drink blood. And I think that's something that in the current uh, zeitgeist, how we view vampires.
0: One thing I wanted to talk about was the modern or the, even the postmodern interpretation of vampires, right? Like specifically like uh, let the right one in and equivalent where it, it is like a burden. Being a vampire is not like fun and sexy I mean, even go like that was really the flashpoint of that was interview with the vampire. Oh yeah, that's
1: where it starts, I think. I'm more like talking about what it had evolved, like the absolute worst aspect of it would evolved into like Twilight and stuff, where it's just like I've never
0: seen Twilight.
1: Or any of the Twilight. I've seen parts of a few of them and like I'm not even trying to necessarily knock people who like those movies. I can see the purpose that they serve. I'm just talking more about like this this perception we have now have of like the sad teen vampire who's just like i want to be a good guy but i have to drink the blood oh i want to go to the beach but it's i can't go in the daytime you know like i think we're just kind of a lot of people are kind of bored of that and want you know fun like monster vampire monster movies as well you know and it's just oversaturation of the other
0: Well, in that respect, do you think a movie like, say, Martin has had more of a, an influence on modern vampire movies than I not? Don't,
1: I don't know. I mean, like, probably not, honestly. Martin, Martin,
0: the whole conceit of the movie, the film Martin, right, was that you don't know if he's a vampire or not. Like, he's engaging in v- vampire activities. Right. And has blood-sucking tendencies but you're never really sure and so it exists in this place where like is this a world where vampires are real or not we don't know, right
1: yeah maybe i don't know but i mean like i honestly don't think it's that it, run, it runs that deep i think it is more just like the the sad sexy vampire became popular with interview with the vampire and then it just kind of devolved into super friendly like sad vampires
0: I think we can agree, though, that the the sort of sexy, like, lust portion of the vampire film never died, right? That has been consistent. Because even in, like, trashy, like, dirtbag vampire movies, like, say, um, John Carpenter's Vampires, you still get that element of, like, sexual energy,
1: yeah i would say the thing about it it's that has never died the thing about it that i think has changed the most is in a lot of older vampire stuff the vampire like the vampire had this sexual uh this um, you know like people were incredibly sexually to, attracted to the vampire the sexual pull despite whether the vampire was good looking or not it was like you had these grotesque looking vampires that still had this like sexual power to allure victims to it. And now it's like the vampires are always very hot, you know. Oh, that's
0: a good uh a good thing to hit on. What are who are some of the least attractive vampires of all time?
1: <laughs> okay, so you got Bella Lugosi right? And you have Nosferatu, which is essentially Dracula, but is like, yeah, portrayed as this gruesome, disgusting, defigured vampire that still people can't help but want to bang, you uh-huh. know. Um, I would say you get a little bit of both in the Bram Stoker's Dracula where you have the decrepit old vampire, you have the young handsome. Yeah. Once uh, he Gary puts Oldman. on
0: that, uh, that stovepipe hat and those John Lennon glasses, ooh, baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> still, it doesn't matter what form he's in, in that movie, the characters that he's trying to seduce are still like incredibly attracted to him. You know, even when he's in Wolfman, uh, mode, like we talked about that in the last episode, or they're just going to the, the, the bone zone with this werewolf in the middle of a garden, you know? It doesn't matter what his physical appearance is. They always find him hot. So I think that is, yeah, that's the big transition is vampires stop being able to be ugly and sexy. They just had to be sexy, sexy.
0: What do you think took us from, like, the, the heavy sort of Dracula motif that kind of led up all the way to the 70s with, like, Christopher Lee and the Hammer yeah. movies and all that? What what was the change over to like sort think, of an, an update was it Fright Night or was it do you think it was bef- there's something before that
1: I think there's a lot of things before it's not just Fright Night I think it's probably mostly has to do largely with
0: Where was the um, rise of the yuppie vampire
1: <laughs> right <laughs> I think it's a natural progression in a sense because you have all these, you know, like old school, like Victorian vampire stories, these all the Hammer films, these stuffy movies and whatnot, and it just kind of got. You you get burnt out, you know. Either they're cranking these movies out, and it's like, okay, how can we make this fresh? I know, we'll make them more modern and sexy, and this time we'll give him red eyes. Right? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's like. It makes, it makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that in the eighties, right? Where they're like, we're gonna modernize X, Y, Z from the past, you know? Uh, We're gonna get away from these these goofy sci-fi tropes of just like radiation monster. We're gonna have an explanation for the biology of something. We're gonna modernize the vampire. We're gonna modernize the werewolf. Uh, There's a whole bunch of like updating of things of the past. And also
0: all of those, the creatives involved, right? The writers, directors, cinematographers, effects people—they were all the ones that grew up watching that. Exactly that old school stuff, and they're like, "Oh, we want to do it, but we want to put our spin on it."
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think it's just yeah, kind of a natural progression. That's—I mean—if you look at things, that happens all the time with various things, you know. And then it was just uh, vampires was one of the soup de jours of the 80s that 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 it happened to.
0: What's your favorite vampire movie?
1: Oh, that is a really tough of one. Of all uh, time. Of all time?
0: Of all time.
1: Ah, you know, I that okay, see that's actually tough because you do have the different zones and varieties, right? Yeah, there are like different have,
0: eras and styles, right?
1: Right, they're very different. Like
0: Like, even in the 80s itself, right, near dark compared to Life Force, like, those are two
1: completely different movies. I don't know if I could pick one overall. I think I could pick, like, two opposing ends, where I, like, I would say Lost Boys is my favorite, just kind of, like, fun, modern-feeling vampire movie, you know? Uh, Possibly even more than Fright Night. Uh which I do really love Fright Night, but... Yeah,
0: but Charlie's such an unlikable dingus.
1: I wouldn't say he's unlikable, <laughs> he's but I mean, like... A dingus. You know, it's definitely not, like... Lost Boys is just so much fun, and it has all these, like, great it's little It's so char- good. It's characters. crazy. It is
0: wild, like, it's... Normally, you would th- think that, in this case, someone would name, like, oh, here's this obscure movie, like, Kronos, that not a ton of right. people have seen, like... It's art house and it's, you know, conceptual and it's much better uh, and more meaningful. But Lost Boys is, it was a huge mainstream movie. Mm -hmm. It's so stylish. It's funny. It's fun. It's scary. Like the effects are fucking badass. Like it really has, like, it was just a well made, well executed movie. And it's hard to argue against that one.
1: I think, yeah, that for for that type, that style, you know, just kind of like the fun adventure vampire movie lost boys is probably my number one spot and then honestly for like more like classical thing it might be bram stoker's dracula
0: oh yeah i mean just the like the scope and like the yeah. operatic kind of like grandiose production of it it's hard I'm, to ignore
1: it's one of those movies well i also just not even just as a vampire movie but just looking at it as like a unique oddity of like Oh, we're gonna make this movie in the '90s, but we're gonna use special, if only use special effects. Well, I shouldn't say only because of the makeup effects, but all the visual effects are going to be stuff that that has existed since the '20s, and we're gonna pass it all off looking seamless. You know, it's like as just a film experiment it's also crazy and awesome you know yeah
0: just a technical achievement yeah like it's very
1: impressive like the the in the set designs the costume designs just like as an over like you could be like i hate vampires i think this screenplay is stupid watch this movie with the sound off you know or like the dialogue turned off and just the music you know yeah exactly like it's a movie that could exist it's not a silent film but it's shot like a silent film and could exist as a silent film you know yeah it's amazing. You know, I yeah. So yeah, probably those two. But then there's also tons of other little ones, you know, or, or maybe not little ones, like not like, oh, this tiny little vampire movie, but just things that hit me in a different way. You mentioned Kronos, that's one I love. Um, and I we talked about it last episode, like but I do like like alternate takes on vampire lore, so I just like that movie conceptually as well as in execution as you know. Um uh uh, the Nick Cage movie, uh, um, "Kiss of the Vamp- Vampires," kiss, is great. Which is yeah, like that's
0: another, another. I mean, ar- arguably, that is probably the closest in relation to Martin, where it's yes, it's really up for debate whether or not he's actually a vampire.
1: I mean, I think he's it's it's, it's at the end of it. It's like no, he is not a vampire. He's just a crazy dude. You know, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of a uh, debate at that point. But
0: there's a lot of there's a weird similarity in structure to American Psycho. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's super weird.
1: I like uh, Vampire's Kiss way more than American Psycho, but I would say they're very similar movies, you know?
0: Yeah, it's kind of wild. But it is... Vampire's Kiss gets a lot of attention for just being wacky and nutty. But, like, if you give it a few watches and kind of sort of start to look at it from different angles, like, there's a lot more to chew on with that movie. Oh, yeah. Not that it's, like, super deep or anything. It is mostly nonsense, but... There, there's just things like that, like where it, you know, carries similarities to some other, you know, more well-known movies, and I don't know, it, uh, yeah. it's pretty fascinating.
1: Well, how about you? What are your, What are you, What would you say is your favorite or top two or whatever?
0: I mean, it, it really is like Lost Boys. It's, yeah, and I hate to, you know, sound like a broken record, but like, goddamn. That movie is so good. Like you get the sort of simultaneous, like the older brother trying to fit in and, you know, realizing that if he doesn't get control of his life, he's going to become a vampire, like almost in the same way, like a drug addict, like falls into a lifestyle. Yeah. The the Frog Brothers were like I always like as a kid, I always wanted to be someone like that. Like they work in oh, a comic yeah. book store and like hunt vampires on the side. Like that's the coolest thing. That's dumbest like the dream I've that's a dream heard.
1: job for a twelve year old, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, and I think another reason why that movie is successful too is like we talked about it being like very hip and modern and all that stuff, but it does a really good job of melding that with the old school vampire movie. Yeah. You know? It's like you have the Frog Brothers, who are very much the Van Helsing characters, and they follow vampire lore. They follow old timey vampire lore. It's not like a lot of mo- more modern vampire movies disregard all that stuff and and whatnot, which is fine. You know, I'm not. That's not a criticism. I'm just saying, like, it's not. It's not a melding of the two, and that's something that the Lost Boys executes perfectly as it feels incredibly modern for its time but it also feels like classic and
0: yeah uh, the aspects of like the single mother trying to start over Mm -hmm. and the vampires operating almost like a street gang and you know so it's criminal activity and they sleep in a cave and all these just all of these decisions like really add up to so much yes uh but beyond that uh i love from dust till dawn Oh yeah, and, and I know it's it's that movie has a weird ebb and flow depending on what year it is. Sometimes it feels like a total classic and still very stylish, and then other times it feels very dated and idiotic. But ultimately, it has like it has that two distinct halves, like where it right. starts out as a heist movie and then turns into a horror movie. Uh, I love that kind of shit. So there's also oh, lots yeah. of like fun gimmicks, like the the baseball bat shotgun, like. Cross apparatus and Mm -hmm. you know the filling the condoms with holy water and just all that shit.
1: Yeah, I agree with you though too. It's like one of those movies where, depending on what mood you're in, it's a better movie than you know than it is at other times. You know. Yeah, Uh, I will say for the most part though, it is.
0: uh, I'd say it's a good, like, 80% of the time it still feels fresh and interesting.
1: I don't think it ever feels like a bad movie. Sometimes it's like, this is, like you said, classic, or other times you're just like, man, that part looks really stupid. You know, like, uh, oh, that joke doesn't really land. You know, but it just kind of depends on, on mood, mood du jour. Have you ever seen Dracula 2000?
0: Oh, yes, I have seen that movie. With Gerard Butler as the yes. titular Dracula.
1: I have saw that movie probably around the time it came out. Not in the theater, but probably just like rented it like shortly after it came out on yeah. video. Um, it's pretty bad to my recollection. Although I kind of, to the best of my memory, what it is about and what's happening, I kind of like the plot and the idea, just not the movie itself.
0: Yeah, the trailer is awesome. It's such a, like, a, like, a early 2000s, like, this hotshot team of, like, bank robbers or whatever, they're gonna, they're gonna crack open this vault and find something amazing inside. Right. And what they find is they got more than they bargained for because it's
1: Dracula. (laughs) I don't know. He also, like, Jared Butler seems like such a wiener in that movie. Yeah. Um, not not just as you know, not just as a guy, but just like 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 really, this is the greatest vampire of all time. I think the twist at the end that uh, Dracula is Judas is kind of dumb. Yeah. Although I mean, there is a level of that that ties into the original vampire lore in a sense of like how like, uh, or I'm not the original vampire lore, the original uh, Dracula lore of like him being this guy who. Asked you know for these powers to help defeat his enemies but through those powers has such a bloodlust that once he has defeated his enemies then he just has to turn his bloodlust onto his own people. So there is a like a slight connection in that but the execution of it is just kind of corny where it's just like dude I'm Judas and my punishment for killing Jesus is I'm a vampire now. And it's like oh your punishment is now you go and kill innocent people. That's a very odd punishment. type of thing we were just talking about the matrix earlier it also suffers from being a post matrix movie you know where it's like we got to make every movie that comes out like the matrix you know yeah which is like uh, one of my least favorite periods of action and sci-fi cinema sure is the next four years after the matrix came out you know yeah everyone wearing black and sunglasses and bullet time for no for no reason that makes any sense yeah. like slow-mo uh ultra slow-mo and whatnot yeah it's that's pretty pretty lame um what about n- like newer vampire stuff anything that yeah i was you really gonna like?
0: ask you i have not seen this but it's been on my list for a while uh thirst
1: okay so that's actually funny i am currently looking at a copy of thirst
0: yeah, it's that's like weird. right
1: in front of me. I bought a copy of it at Big Lots. (laughs) I didn't know they still had those. Oh, yeah. Like, years ago. Oh. Like, for like three bucks. And I have never watched it. And I really like uh, Chanwick Park. I just watched his most uh, recent movie, uh, Decision to Leave. And I'm just like, I was like, fuck, I've never watched Thirst. So I took it and, like, I put it like on top of my Blu-ray player, to remind myself to watch it.
0: Well, it looks like we're both going to be watching it.
1: Well, howdy, look at that. Maybe that's our next episode. Absolutely not. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It's going to be a vampire weekend, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've not seen that,
0: but it's definitely on my list. You know what, you know what really kicked all this off is uh, mm. a few nights ago, I watched Blood Vessel. Oh, I've seen that. On yeah, on your recommendation. Did I recommend it? You you sent me a message. and You were like, "Hey, you should watch this. You might you might like the creature in it or something like that." And uh, okay, I I had seen it floating around, and the the whole concept of it is actually very cool. Yes, uh, a bunch of uh, wartime refugees uh, lost at sea stumble upon a ghost ship, uh, where the crew is all dead, and in the bowels of the ship is basically dracula yeah but he's like a a terrifying bat creature which is a very cool setup unfortunately the execution is not good
1: no i because i would say like it's not a movie i would really recommend it was a movie that uh yeah the the premise is so cool because it's like yeah it's this old it's like this nazi boat so they're even like they're even like when they're trying to get on the boat they're like should we even try to get on this boat what if there's Nazis on, you know, from they see the boat coming. They're like, and they're on this lifeboat. And they're like, oh shit, should we try and get the attention of that boat? It's a Nazi boat. Now we're just gonna be prisoners of war. And it's like, well, if we don't, we're just gonna die out here on this lifeboat. Blah 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 blah. And they get on the boat, and it's a ghost ship. And the Nazis found like these. They find this old like, uh, like a film canister of the Nazis digging up this vampire tomb and whatnot. And it's conceptually really cool, but. It's not very good, but it is better than I thought it was going to be because I thought that I was like, oh, read the synopsis like this looks cool. This sounds cool. Watch the trailer. I was like this looks like crap. And then it was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be.
0: Well, and that's the biggest problem is it looks like crap. It is not yeah. shot very well. There's lots no. of cool. Actually, like a lot of the lighting and stuff looks like it might have been good. It's just not photographed very well. Yeah. And then the, the like the just the editing and direction is just not good and but there's tons of awesome ideas. Like the, yes. the bat creature is awesome. Like the tomb that it's in is cool. There's like oh, a yeah. special book. There's all this like lore. Uh like there's this Russian soldier who talks about like, you know, the the childhood stories of creatures like this and mm-hmm. there's all kinds of like cool little pieces, but uh, ultimately, it just doesn't turn into anything. I mean,
1: it's a point. movie that would be like ripe for a, a, a remake, you know, in yeah. the sense that you could really do something special with this exact same premise. You well, know? And there's
0: tons of movies coming out like this that are just like a, a fun concept, and they're like, "Let's see what happens." Right? So this is, you know, what if, uh, you know, if people at war came upon a ghost ship that you know had a, a vampire on it. And then there's also that movie Blood Red Sky where it's like, oh, what if you were trapped on an airplane with a vampire? Uh-huh. Like, So there's cool. actually,
1: there is a movie coming out uh, that sounds like it could be kind of cool. And I think it's a movie that like the screenplay has been around for a long time. Cause I'd always keep hearing things about like so-and-so attached to direct this blah, blah, blah. And then like for like 15 years it never happened, but now it's actually been like filmed and it's just in post-production. But it's um, I cannot remember the director's name. It's the same director as uh, Troll Hunter and Autopsy of Jane Doe and uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um, but it's it, it's a it's a movie. It's called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Demeter, whatever. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Which is a chapter in Dracula the novel, which is about Dracula's journey on this boat from. Eastern Europe to uh, England and him picking off the crew because uh, along the way. But now, like, the whole movie is going to be based on just that singular chapter. I think that has a lot of potential to be really cool, particularly with, like, a director who's done some pretty, maybe not all-time classics, but, like, three really solid movies.
0: <laughs> what if there was a box on your boat and <laughs> inside was Dracula?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the movie I want to see. That's the movie. <laughs> that's it. I know, but I want it. But I want. I want it portrayed in the tone of that pitch. Yeah. I want all the characters to talk like that. I want Dracula to pop out of the box and say, "Watch out!" Yeah. Um, did you watch? Speaking of modern things, did you watch uh, Midnight Mass?
0: Uh, yeah, that's the one where the priest does the like the weird martial arts,
1: right? No? No. no. Uh, that's... Um, Midnight Mass was a show, right? Right. It's next Netflix, Netflix, Netflix show. And I guess I just kind of spoiled that it's a vampire show. Because oh, that's no. The first few episodes, like, there's hints, but it's not, like, definitive. So I apologize. Oh,
0: I don't care. If you look up Midnight Mass, the, mm-hmm. the top questions are, what was the point of Midnight Mass? How creepy is Midnight Mass? Is Midnight Mass just a vampire show, and is Midnight Mass worth watching?
1: <laughs> well, so I yes, was going to find out somehow. I will say it's uh, it's a very good show. It's Mike Flanagan who's done, you know, uh, Haunting of Hill House and Doctor Sleep, uh, Hush, Gerald's Game. Mostly good stuff. He's done some okay, not so great stuff as well. I would say overall has a pretty solid track record. Yeah, and and this is this is uh, this and I think Doctor Sleep are my two favorite things he's done. Mm. A, cl- a classic but still unique take on uh, vampires. So it's that's that's a lot of fun. And honestly, it's like, like, I said, like oh, I just spoiled that it's vampires. Like I had no idea. I don't even know if I had watched a trailer for it when I started the show. Um and. Even though, it like, it was like maybe like a few episodes in, I was like, "Oh, I bet you this is vampires." Looking back, I was like, "I probably could have figured out that that was vampires in the first episode if I'd been trying to figure out what was going on," you know, type of thing.
0: Yeah, but that's fun to go into something and just be organically surprised. There is so much marketing and so much information that it's so hard right. now to just like stumble upon something and just be genuinely surprised.
1: I usually generally don't try to like figure out what's going on. Even like when I'm watching a mystery movie, I'm like not usually not trying to figure out who the killer is. You know? I'm just kinda like, well, let me just see what happens, you know? And if I do figure it out, it, because I'm so actively not trying, I must be like, Wow, that must have been really obvious, you know. Yeah. Every now and then I might try and figure it out, but generally I just kinda like let it wash over me and unfold.
0: I don't recall liking a ton of like vampire television.
1: I mean, what else is there besides, like, Buffy and... Uh,
0: oh, yeah, Buffy. I guess I liked Buffy. I also I, liked the Buffy the movie, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've, I've,
1: se- I've never seen an episode of the show, and I've never seen the movie.
0: The movie is charming as hell. It's got a lot of folks in it that you would like, or, mm-hmm. or that you do like, rather. Paul Rubens, right, yeah. Rutger Hauer, Donald Sutherland.
1: Yeah. I would. I mean, I would definitely... That's not a movie I have... I, one of those movies I was like, yeah, I should probably watch that.
0: It was such a like a product like for its time, you know, like in looking back at it now, the concept is not nearly as amusing yeah. and fresh as it was, you know. The the idea of like a cheerleader beating up vampires like used to right. be hilarious.
1: Well, you know, I think it was when it came out too, it was something that I was kind of like it kind of put off by it cuz I was like, oh, it stars, you know, Luke Perry. And I was like, I hated things like 90210, <laughs> you know. It yeah. was like there was, those weren't appealing to me at all. Those were like the opposite of the stuff I liked at that time.
0: I don't know of any real vampire shows aside from like Dark Shadows and whatever. But I, the only reason I brought that up is because I wanted to talk about Forever Night.
1: I've never seen an episode of that.
0: Me neither. I'm pretty sure it's on available on Tubi.
1: I remember I had a roommate that she was really into it <laughs> and for her birthday I like I bought her like the DVD like sets like but I never watched them. Wow.
0: Well, for those who don't know, the the story is that Nick Knight <laughs> 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 Nick Knight with a K is an 800-year-old vampire working as a homicide detective on the graveyard shift in modern-day Toronto. A result of his feeling guilt for centuries of killing others, and he's seeking redemptions for his acts. So he's he's turned to police work in order to atone for his previous crimes against humanity. <laughs> right. <laughs> to make up for being one type of murderer, I'll become a new type. Yeah, Most of his colleagues are unaware of Nick's true identity as a vampire. Only his friend, city medical examiner Natalie Lambert, knows about his identity as a vampire. This sounds great, honestly. (laughs) Uh, He uses his uh, superhuman characteristics to bring criminals to justice. But Nick's quest for redemption becomes more complicated when fellow vampires arrive in Toronto and throw obstacles in front of him as he strives to reach his ultimate goal, becoming human once again. That sounds like a real hoot.
1: Yeah, I would definitely watch that. How about, uh, which one do you like more? Let me in or let the right one in?
0: Oh, that's such a funny question, because I think let the right one in is far more sort of meaningful and impactful like, it's, it sticks with you, but uh, Let Me In was, like, if you took that story and just, like, trimmed all the fat and made it, like, yeah. a, a much more, like, sort of breezy, palatable watch. So, I think they're, they're kind of on par. Yeah. I would say, like, if I was recommending them, I'd be, like, well, do you want, like, the Cliff Notes version or do you want to, like, sit and sort of, like, experience this with, like, all the mood and kind of vibes that you can
1: see, I kind of get like I'm a I, I'm a let me in person. And uh, I kind of do get all the like a lot of the emotional impact that you get from let the right one in, but without it being like explained to me as much, you know what I mean? Yeah, Like just the tone and vibe of let me in con- conveys the exact same emotions to me. Even though the let the right one in might have more conversations about it, yeah, um, and to me that's actually generally more impactful when I show when something's able to do that um, just through its tone. For me, I, I that usually sits a little bit deeper with me than like an actual conversation about it. Not always, yeah, you know. But of course, there's exceptions. But I'm just saying. That's the thing that's often the case for me, and particularly in this situation, I also think it's int- what really impresses me about Let Me In. So I mean, it's not a, a specifically a remake of Let the Right One In because they are both based on a novel, and I think when by the time Let Me In went into production, uh, Let the Right One went hadn't even hadn't even been released yet. So it had been made but it still wasn't out yet by the time they started like pre-production on Let Me In. I yeah. think I, I think I read that somewhere once. So it's not, yeah, it's not a one for one remake, but the movies are very similar. And usually when you watch a remake that similar, the remake, or even, or an adaption that's that similar of, of, of a different source, material, the, the one you see second usually kind of falls flat because you're like, well, I already saw this. Right. And to me, that's not the case in this one, and that's so impressive to me that they can be so close to each other but still stand on its own. I also find that, like, the uh, the more thriller-like aspects of Let Me In work better than the ones in Let the Right One In. Like, I think there's a lot more tension Oh yeah, definitely. in those scenes. Uh, and I think uh, Richard Jenkins' performance in that movie, too, just, like... In and of itself is I like more than anything, in uh, the 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 Swedish movie uh, or is it it's Swedish? Yeah, definitely one of my favorites of recent
0: years. Did you ever see that movie with Jim Carrey where he gets seduced by it? Once bitten, yeah.
1: I saw it once when I was a really little kid, and I have very vague memories of it. I just remember like there's a scene where the vampire is like spitting out buttons. Oh yeah,
0: because uh, I think she she bites the buttons off his shirt while she's seducing him. Right. Yeah. That was a big like wave for a while. Was like the sort of older vampire mistress like seducing mm-hmm. younger men and using them, you know, to feed and, what and else, stay what youthful else? and things like
1: that. What else besides? Uh,
0: there was that one movie, uh, like a love at first bite. Or something like that.
1: No, that's like, a, isn't that a that's a George Hamilton? I guess the vampire, right? Oh, really? Maybe I I'm think thinking so. of something else. I think that's what it, the one yeah. it is. But
0: that's also kind of the 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 deal for uh, Fright Night Part Two, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yep.
0: But yeah, there's some there's some some more recent vampire movies I've been meaning to watch too, like uh, uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. Mm-hmm. I did see Day Shift, which I, I thought didn't... was kind
1: of fun. I yeah, didn't was, really like it. Yeah, it was fine. You got a problem.
0: The Shed? What about The Shed?
1: Didn't watch it. it. looked like fun. Did you Did you watch it?
0: I have not. It's been on my list for a while.
1: There's that new, like, uh, father, daughter, vampire road comedy. Like, Blood Relatives, I think it's called. Oh. It just came out really recently. Interesting. Uh, it looked like it could be okay. What about, like, not, like, I don't want to say non-traditional, but not because it's traditional to somewhere else. Uh, but like not what we was, uh, interpret as like traditional vampire stuff is a Western audience like foreign vampire films like the Chinese hopping vampire movies or something of that nature you know something that's a little off kilter from the European uh, vampire mythos.
0: Well, I haven't seen um, a, a girl walks home alone at night.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched that one either. But that looks, I that's definitely like that on my list. I feel that falls into yeah. that category. Have you ever seen Mr. Vampire?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think I have, actually.
1: I love that movie. And that's one of, yeah, that's a like a martial arts Chinese hopping vampire movie with uh, Ching uh, Ying Lam as a vampire fighting priest. And it is phenomenal. I also just like the name, Mr. Vampire. Oh, of course, it, sound, it sounds like a sitcom of like a butler vampire.
0: But is it really a vampire movie, or is it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh. It's like that. The, they they hop. They drink blood. He has to fight them. I mean, a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, that you know you don't slay them, and we the, using the same techniques. But I mean, they're 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 definitely vampires, blood sucking reanimated corpses. Yeah, it's true. If that's not a vampire, I don't know what is. Uh, we Shadow of the Vampire. Jo- oh, I just rewatched that recently. Great, that's a really underrated one.
0: Yeah, another one of these movies
1: where you're like, is he really a vampire? Oh no, you he, he he is really a vampire right out the gates. <laughs> I mean, the whole conceit of that the the conceit of that movie is one. It's just a great idea where it's like. To legend, uh, when Nosferatu, the 1922 movie came out, it was so shocking that some people believed, according to legend, that some people believed that the director hired a real vampire to star in the movie. And then what this movie is about the making of that movie and presupposes is that that actually was the case and they did hire a real vampire. Uh, So it has Willem Dafoe portraying the Nosferatu character and it is really really good
0: yeah how he's able to fool everyone into not thinking that he's a vampire is beyond me
1: well that's what the whole thing is like the director says he's an extreme method actor who comes from the blah 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 school of acting or whatever and he will only appear in costume and in character as the vampire so it's like it's 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 not really a comedy so much but it is really funny at times. It is. It is very Yeah. whimsical. Yeah.
0: Have you ever heard of this one, uh Habit from 1997?
1: Yes. And I know it's supposed to be very good. It's one of the movies that I've kind of been reluctant to watch. Not necessarily because I don't I doubt that that movie is good, but at this point in history like at this point in time now today I'm kind of tired of the whole uh, vampires as a metaphor for drug addicts
0: yeah yeah the the synopsis here that I'm reading is' like a perfect like it paints such a perfect picture. it says it's a vampire take on leaving Las Vegas. I know exactly what you're talking about
1: <laughs> yeah and it's like I get it. it's a natural it's it makes sense you know, why you would use that. Because it's kind of played out at this point. And even though that's an earlier example of it, I've just seen so many stuff, so much stuff, where that is the case. It's just kind of, I'm just kind of off, put off by it. Um, I was watching, uh, I was watching, this is not a vampire movie, but that movie Brain Damage, or is it Brain Dead? brain, what's the, you know, the guy who has like the, like the parasitic worm that gives him, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's brain damage. Brain damage. And I thought that was a really fun movie until it started getting more and more and more allegorical for drug use. And that you know, at that point where he's like, oh, he's in like, and he's in the, he's in like the, he's gone into the you know the the shower room and he's gonna and if this was a drug movie he's gonna suck dick for drugs but now it's like he's gonna suck dick for brains type of thing you know mm-hmm. and i was at that point i was just kind of like, ah, like i was really kind of was having fun with this movie up until this just because it's too on the nose you know uh like the metaphor is just too obvious perhaps
0: Yeah, sometimes it is uh, exhausting to get sort of beat over the
1: head yeah. with that. Actually, one of my favorite scenes that I would say dep- kind of depicts, you know, vampirism as an addiction is in Chronos because it's not it's not this like completely desperate like come on man, I got to get some blood type scenes, but there's a scene in Chronos where the grandpa character who's recently you know use the device that turns you into a vampire like creature uh hasn't dr- i don't think has drank blood at any point yet in this movie but he's in a he's in a he's at like some fancy gala and he's in wearing a tuxedo and he's in this very nice like uh marble public restroom and there's another guy in there who's like has a bloody nose and he's like like, ah, oh, sorry, I, I hate these bloody noses. And, like, he wipes up and leaves. And then the grandpa just kind of looks at this drop of blood on the floor and just kind of calmly gets down and starts licking it up. And to me, that was a much better, rep, like, metaphor for addiction than these... Like, super heavy handed, like, man, I'll do anything for blood. Yeah.
0: You know? It's uh, cool that you mentioned that because I was watching some clips from Innocent Blood. And in one of the love scenes, the female vampire is. She's sort of wrestling with her. her. you know, instinctual nature to suck this guy's blood because she really likes him and doesn't want yeah, right. to kill him or turn him into a vampire. And so. Instead of kind of doing the obvious thing, they have her eyes change color. And so she goes from like these blue to green to red and like back. And and as she's sort of resisting her temptation, which I thought was really cool. And I like that aspect of that movie. Innocent Blood is like I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And like for such a goofy comedy setup, of like, what if uh, Italian mobsters became vampires? Right, it's actually pretty clever, and maybe arguably one of uh, Helicopter Guy's best movies. John, John Landis, <laughs> yeah, John yeah. Landis,
1: yeah. That movie is an. I you say it's the goofy setup, but I actually think it's kind of a cool setup, you know? And oh, it definitely is. I think maybe the, the 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 weaknesses is like the first third of the movie kind of gets off to a rocky start. Yeah, um, but once the plot is kicked into gear, it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I'd say Anthony Lapalio probably wasn't the guy to carry as the the lead either. Yeah, he's like mm, he's whatever, but
1: he yeah, he's not doing it.
0: Everybody else crushing it.
1: Oh, Robert Loggia. Yeah, fucking. One of one of the best on-screen like vampire like villain villain vampires, you know.
0: The look of the vampires is really great too. Like they're just sort of a little like crusty and dried out, and then they've got uh, yeah, like the glowing eyes all look cool.
1: They look a little gross, but it's not over the top. No, you know, like if you saw that person walking down the street, you'd be more like. That guy's had a rough life. You, you know? would
0: look at that person and say, "Wow, haven't they looked in a mirror in a while?"
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's you wouldn't be gag. like, "Look at this walking corpse." You know, I'd just be like, Ugh, man." Yeah, it'd be rough. like, "Hey, buddy, go uh, go look at yourself in the mirror," and they can't. It's like, as like, have you uh, the have you tried exfoliating? Maybe you know. Yeah. Um, that's a that's another solid one. Um, let me see here. I'm some, actually surprised there
0: haven't been more movies like Stakeland where it's almost like Mad Max in a, yeah, in a like, vampire or like, world.
1: Or like because the vampires as the, the kind of zombies, you know. Yeah. Uh as, as a villain as for zombies. Stakeland's a pretty cool movie. Um definitely pretty flawed in a lot of ways. Vampirisms are is is, is a uh Uh, a substitute for zombies. Like they're kind of just like these mindless things that like kind of like transmit the same way zombies do and run around attacking people and whatnot. But then you also kind of get like these hints of like a vampire cult and vampire cult leaders. And that's pretty cool, but it's only kind of like shoehorned in, you know? Um, And I think it's a movie that that wants to be a little bit deeper than it actually is. I can always kind of take away from the final product, I think, sometimes, you know, when it's like trying to aspire to be something grander grander, and not and not quite hitting it. Whereas if it just accepted its, itself as like a, a genre action horror movie, it would have been more successful, I think. I love the character of Mr. And uh, what is that actor's name? Nick D'Amici? Uh, yeah, something like that. You know he's a really great actor who hasn't been in a lot of stuff, and he isn't in the type of stuff that normally get will get you attention for acting. But his performance—I know we've talked about this on the show before—his performance in late phases,
0: oh the, yeah, the, the
1: elderly werewolf movie is phenomenal. Yeah, you know? and he's it's probably easy to forget like, that that's him. He's only like forty-five or fifty in that movie, but he's playing a guy in his eighties. And his, and he's just wearing very minimal makeup. You know, he's not. It's not. A, it's just very, very subtle makeup. But his performance, is what completely sells him, as this guy twice the age that he actually is in real life. And I could watch him do that all day long. You know. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. It'd be nice to see him get some larger roles in, in something. Definitely. Did you ever see Steakland too? Yes. What did you think of that one?
0: It was pretty good. I mean, to me, it felt like a lot of uh, more of the same. It also got into, like, Walking Dead type of territory for me. Yeah. I was just kind
1: of... It's kind of one where if, like, I saw that one first, I probably would have liked it more than I did.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: You know what I mean? Like, if if I had seen that one and then gone back and watched the first one, I'd be like, oh, the first one's even better, you know? Uh, Whereas... Like you said yeah because of so much of it being more of the same nuts and there's some cool stuff that it does like some cool set pieces and whatnot it's kind of fun to see the, reuni- the you know the, the 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 reunion of the kid and, yeah, and Mr Mister, and little boy who is now a young man yeah <laughs> and how that kind of like kind of like plays out is kind of fun um but overall it's not as good and the whole feral girl character does not work no particularly since, like how long has it been since the onset of the vampire apocalypse, like 12 years or something? And you have this character who's like an actress in her early twenties, playing a feral child who grew up in this world. Like it doesn't make any sense, you know? No, uh, and it's just kind of goofy. Look, like, I mean, it just not not just it not only makes sense given the timeline, but just the presentation of it is rather goofy. Like, there's just a scene of her like walking around hunched over with a knife over her head that just looks like something out of a 1940s caveman movie. <laughs> and it just does not work.
0: I don't know about you, but I'm pretty fired up about these vampire movies now.
1: Just in general like yeah I'm gonna like, be like,
0: watching vampire movies for like most of this month I think
1: yeah I definitely want to check out um thirst yeah there's a a movie called magic cop which is <laughs> okay sort of so when that 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 movie I mentioned earlier Mr vampire with uh starring Ching Ying Lam uh came out it started off like this huge like craze of Chinese hopping vampire movies in Hong Kong, so there's multiple sequels to that movie, lots of ripoffs of it, um, uh, sequels to, like movies that purport itself to be sequels to the original, but have no have actually no real connection to it and completely different actors and stuff. And then there is a sequel. It's not a sequel, but more of a spiritual sequel that does star Ching Ying Lam as a modern day cop who discovers that. Uh, Drugs are being smuggled inside zombies and vampires, and he has. I don't know if he's supposed to be like the. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know like how much of a direct connection it is to Mister Vampire. Like if he is supposed to be like the great great grandson of the, that character, or he's not related at all. But he does know about uh, vampire fighting mysticism, and so it's it's kind of a mashup of a modern day cop movie. And one of those hopping vampire priest movies. So, I definitely want to watch that one. Um, what else? Oh, you know what movie I've never seen is that movie, The Hunger, with David Bowie and Susan Sarandon. Oh, yeah. That's kind
0: of a essential viewing. I Have know you there's going to be a lot of folks who would be like, why didn't you mention The Hunger? Yeah. Have you seen it? I remember seeing it uh, years ago. But I haven't watched it recently. Fun fact, there was actually a brief television show called The Hunger
1: like a like a spit spun off of the movie. Well,
0: that's the funny thing is it had nothing to do with the movie or vampires. It was like an anthology show and every episode was its own self-contained story. and David Bowie would host it like he would be in a prison. For what? some reason, like he was in in prison, and he w- he would bookend the show like the crypt keeper basically, and then the stories would range from like, you know, uh, love triangles or crime heists or whatever. They always did have some kind of like, like people getting their come in somehow, but like it had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's weird. I'm. looking... At-
1: I'm looking this up, and it ran from 1997 to 2000. Yeah. And I have never heard of this this show. That's so weird.
0: Pretty wild.
1: Yeah, there's 44 episodes. So, yeah, it was like...
0: But, yeah, that movie is widely regarded as one of the the best vampire movies in existence. Meanwhile, I'm excited to finally check out, after all of these years, after so many years of seeing this floating around the video store and DVD shelves 1990's Rockula starring Dean Cameron
1: okay okay you gonna watch that
0: he wrote Dean Cameron wrote a couple of songs for the movie including one rap about being a vampire in which he wears a giant clock around his neck
1: (laughs) yeah
0: it looks really entertaining
1: yeah, my it's on. It's a, it's a, yeah. You can watch it for free, lots of places. So
0: damn straight. Also, okay, I... did you know? Did you here's a a quick sidebar about Dean Cameron? <laughs> this is so funny. I can't believe this is like a real thing. Dean Cameron does a two man comedy show that is basically a recreation of an eighteen month correspondence that he had with a, like, a Nigerian scammer. What? Yeah, I shit you not, pal. He performs a two-person show, The Nigerian Spam Scam Scam, in which he and actor Victor Isaac read from, oh, it's 11 minutes from Cameron's 11-month correspondence with a Nigerian 419 scammer.
1: What the hell? That's very bizarre.
0: It ran all throughout 2004... To 2006 at various comedy shows and festivals.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> why why did he keep talking to him that long? That's maybe hilarious. It int- maybe,
1: maybe it was interesting.
0: Yeah, maybe it's a real friendship. Well, all you sound right. pretty fired up about vampire movies.
1: Yeah, I'm into it. I'm
0: this into is all it. because you. I was like, oh, Elliot told me to watch Blood Vessel, and I now I should finally watch Blood Vessel, and it sucked. I and I was like, "There's got to be more out there."
1: I can't imagine me actually like giving it like a full recommendation, like you should watch. No, this. you. It
0: was literally like you might like the the bat creature or something okay. like that. But yeah. I did like it had promise. It honestly had promise. The opening credits are, are kind of nice. Yeah. And stylish, and like yeah, like you were saying, like the setup and everything is is
1: super cool, and it just. I am legend, right? Like, would you call those vampires in that movie?
0: I don't remember. I only remember the good part of that movie, which is, like, right at the beginning.
1: Oh, like, the first, like, 40 minutes of that movie is is actually really good.
0: Yeah, when when Will Smith is wandering around the the empty city, like, going through his routine of exercise and scavenging and trying to contact people, and then he goes to the video store... And he thinks he's talking to the mannequins. Like, all of that stuff is fantastic. Yeah, and
1: the part where, like, the mannequin is moved, right? And he's pointing a gun at the mannequin. Yeah. And he's all like, how'd you move? Are you real? You better say something to me if you're real, because I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. And he's, like, losing his mind. Yeah, that stuff's awesome. Like, that 40 minutes, despite the terrible, like, CGI that's peppered throughout it, is phenomenal. Yeah, it's like,
0: surprisingly good.
1: Like if that if the whole movie was of that caliber, we would have like legitimately have like a a modern classic, yeah. you know, vampire classic, you know. I would uh, really
0: love a more accurate adaptation of *I Am Legend*.
1: I've never read the book. To my understanding, the uh, the Vincent Price version, uh, *Last Man on Earth* or whatever is that what it's called?
0: Oh uh, yeah, I think so.
1: I understand to my understanding, that one's pretty close to the book.
0: It's probably the
1: closest out of them all, but yeah I mean Omega Man's definitely the the furthest yeah that's man it's yeah it is really disappointing about the I am legend you know what we ended up getting you know because I don't think it's a bad movie even with like the second half of it uh, but it just kind of no but re- b-
0: b- b- in regard to the source material and kind of the build yeah. up of it coming into yeah. existence. And even, like, the title and, like, the, the concept, like, it just is, I don't know. I hate having to explain to people, like, who are, like, like, maybe the title doesn't make sense or the story doesn't make sense. And I'm like, oh, well, you got to know it's based on this book and the book is really awesome and not right. that This is why it's, you know, you have to sort of explain it. So well, we it's just, also, it's...
1: A- yeah it's yeah it's also like it really doesn't sell the idea of the title like you said the title like in the book and the and the vincent price version even though that's not the title of the vincent price movie you know there's more it's more clarity that like oh he's the monster now yeah that
0: revelation in the book is so awesome yeah like when he realizes, like, and then when he read, it, ha- it sort of happens in the movie, but it's like a blink and you'll miss it kind of moment. Yeah, and it's just like which oh. is not the
1: original ending of the movie. No. Like they shot the book, the the book ending, and then ended up changing it into like a more of a action like self sacrifice. Yeah, m- uh, type movie, but yeah, it's I mean it's definitely it's and I understand like yeah that's a harder sell for a big budget. <laughs> you know sci-fi action movie but still like there could have been a better alternative than what we what we ultimately ended up getting in that in that ending um did you know that there was like in the 90s there was almost or Ridley Scott directed yeah Carl Schwarzenegger I am legend then the first like hour of the movie was supposed to be a silent movie yeah that would have been pretty cool holy shit can you imagine yeah, yeah. but you know so lovey or would it have been cool? I don't know. Could have sucked. I don't know. It
0: still would have been uh fun to have it yeah. instead of not having it. Well, so I mean, what do you like... think? What do you think? Should we turn this into a vampire love fest and do another vampire movie for the next episode or my only other idea I was thinking is like uh Resident Evil.
1: No, absolutely not. <laughs> Like you're on your own with that one, buddy. I'm you cannot pay me to watch that movie again. Uh uh-uh, uh, no way. So yeah, let's do another vampire movie. Cool. Here's what we should do. Here's what we're going to do, okay? We're going to do another vampire movie, whether that be Thirst or something else that we haven't seen. We'll we'll pick one that we both haven't seen or at least one of us hasn't seen. We'll do that. Whatever that movie is, and then after that, In this loosely connected DNA, we will do the Batman. Oh, my God. That's what's happening. We've been talking about... We talked about how we're going to do it before the movie even came out. A year before the movie even came out. Now it's been a year since it came out. We're going to do it. Okay, fine. We're going to do it. You don't act like you're discouraged. You were you you finally watched that movie recently. You were text sending me all these excited texts about how cool you thought it was. You can't fool anybody, Keith. We're gonna we're gonna do that. We'll do another bat or do another vampire movie and then we'll do a bad adjacent vampire yeah, it's adjacent. It's just that movie. wasn't
0: really like a a discarded gem. you know, it's kind of just a monster hit.
1: Well, here's the thing. It, is, it was a big hit. There's going to be a sequel. I think there's some qualities on that movie that, that exists in that movie that I have not really heard touched on that I think warrant discussion. Whoa. And I think even though that movie was was uh, was a hit, I think the, 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 the popular opinion is like, yeah, it was good, but doesn't hold a candle to the Nolan movies. And I think it is so much better. Oh yeah, than the Nolan movies, like by a mile. So if we get to trash Christopher Nolan while praising another movie, I'm in.
0: All right, I think I know how we can get there too, like the the transition between the two topics.
1: Okay, perfect. Like by which movie we pick in between, or just like some through some like catchy tagline.
0: Oh no, just but uh, there's a a bunch of Batman comics where he. There's Batman versus Dracula, but oh, then there's yeah. also Batman Bloodstorm, where oh, yeah. Batman becomes a vampire.
1: Well, maybe I'll read that in in the, in the interim as well.
0: We'll read it out loud to, to everyone. We're cool. Gonna, uh, one, <laughs> performing Batman will, Bloodstorm <laughs> in its entirety, <laughs> us.
1: One of us will do all the like dialogue and voices, and another one of us will describe the action that's unfolding yes. on the page. That actually sounds cool. That actually sounds terrible. No. Sounds great. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, I will read that. And then I will watch another vampire movie. And then we'll watch Batman. I'll watch Batman for the fourth time. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. What a. No, I'm stoked. All right. Well, I guess that's that. All right, guys. We well, heard it here first. We threw this uh, episode together, and it came out better than I thought it was going to be. So there <laughs> you have it. Everyone loves vampires. Because we both forgot that we had to record a show today. So that's the secret. But it's turned into something special. It's turned into Vampire Month. If anybody is actually listening and wants to provide input, go on our Instagram and say, yo, do this vampire movie.
0: Maybe we'll put a poll up or one of those deals where you type in the thing you want to say.
1: So there you go. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can check us out on Instagram and see our new merch store. We really appreciate all the support recently. got a bunch of t-shirt orders on the way for y'all. So thank you very much. And that kind of does it for this episode. So, Keith, what do you always say?
0: You better get yourself a garlic t-shirt, buddy. And until next time, the dumpster is closed. Goodbye, everyone.
1: Everybody go back to doing what you were doing.